Good evening, and thank you for joining us, um, the Voice of Many podcast. I'm your host, Yolanda, with co-host Vanessa. Um, for those of you that are watching and are listening, um, we have brought forth history in this segment that we're doing today. Um, we're actually living a life right now that where we're able to watch and listen to the, the news and um, in some shape or form each and every day. But whenever you have the possibility of being, uh, I'm gonna say the opportunity to have history brought forth in a rarity, you have to take that time to listen. And that is what we're asking for those of you that are watching to please stay tuned. Those of you that are listening, please um, take this time to focus on what our guest is going to bring forward. Um, in high school, we read about um, Hitler. We read about um, the English history. But this afternoon, we have the opportunity to learn and hear from someone that was actually there uh, in Cambodia. Um, and it's what we also ref is referred to as the killing fields. So our guest, without further ado, is going to share with us her journey, her struggle, and how she survived um, the killing field. So joining us is Sarah Aim. Thank you, Sarah, for joining us. Thank you, Yolanda and Vanessa, for having me. You are awesome. <laughs> Thank you so very much. We really, truly um, feel that it's an honor to have you with us. And if you will, let's start with you just telling a little bit about your life growing up in Cambodia. Sure, I will be happy to. Um, I grew up in a small village in Cambodia. And Cambodia is a tropical country. The climate is similar to Florida. And my hometown is surrounded by nature. I love it. Our house, we have so many fruit trees exotic fruit and all the vegetable plants and river. We live close to the river. So I am a firstborn child. As you can imagine, the, the firstborn in the family, I feel so loved and secure. <laughs> so, uh, but a few years later, my little brother came, came along so I'm not the only person anymore. <laughs> we enjoy, I enjoy my childhood very much. Good. My family are very kind and they express their love for me. And they work very hard. They are farmers. Mm. But yeah, they groom us to not to be not to become a farmer when we grow up. So they they push us to keep doing well in school so that we can get a higher education. So that's what, you know, that was, I was uh, 
growing up with. And so when I graduate from high school, guess what? I'm not going to stay in that little town anymore. I went to college and college is far away from home, mm. uh, around 200 miles away. Mm. So while I was in college, pretty bad thing happened to Cambodia. So um, that bad thing is when the communist Khmer took over the country. They came in with madness, with military, military uh, entrance. They, they came with the tank, the truck, the weapons, and the soldiers are marching on the street with big gun on their shoulders. So we, we don't know what to expect, but the next day, thing happened pretty bad. They demand all the people in the city to get out, get out from where we are. We had to leave everything behind. We walk out of our home. So can you imagine the whole country was evacuated from the city? So nobody are allowed to live in the city anymore. So we were miserable and they shut down everything in the country. Mm. I mean, a total shutdown. There was no, no grocery store, no restaurant, mm. no market, no post office, no bank, no, um, no bus line. So that means I was stuck. I can't go home. Wow. And even though I can't go home, I, I cannot call. I cannot let my parents know, you know, what happened to me. And we don't know about each other. Well. It, it was the most miserable time. Uh, we were walking, you know, the whole, uh, the whole city. I mean, hundreds and thousands of people was on the street and tried to walk out of the city. But to make a long story short, I end up in the big camp. The camp, this camp is designed for single men and women and they push us to work extremely hard. Mm. I mean, 16 hours a day and we have very little time to sleep and no time to rest. They work us seven days a week. And we live with very little food. So imagine we were exhausted and starved. And then very quickly, many of us become sick because of the, the way that they push us to work. It just, we, we just cannot do it. We got very sick. I contracted several disease, and many of a few of them is very deadly. So I have a disease like malaria, typhoid, high fever, and there's nothing to help us to get better. 
Wow. Yeah. So, so, so what happened to your family? When did you, when did you get, or, you know, what happened to them? Were you ever able to reconnect? What happened there? After four years, oh. years in darkness, without knowing from each other. Mm. Yeah. So what, when were you reunited? Was it just by phone call? Did you get to see each other? How did that happen? Only after four years was, um, after four years, this madness was kicked out. The, the whole country was, was uh, liberated. But before the liberation, we suffer for four horrible years. During those four years, a lot of them are killed because they accuse, they accuse many people of different things. You know, some, something like if you, you own a store, if you work for a previous government, you have a higher education. All those are target for them to eliminate. So they kill a lot of people. And that's why they call it the killing fields because at one time, throughout the years, there's too many people die. So they just throw everybody in the big, big hole, big grave. So, yeah, it's they don't bury one by one because it's too, too many. In, in, in four years, we lost about two million people. Wow. Two million. This is in a small country with only seven million. Wow. It's, it's a tragedy. I just, that's, I mean, you don't even know what to say. I mean, living through that, living in those times, how has that changed your life with your family now? I mean, what, how, how do you strengthen, how do you keep the history not so much suppressed so you can live, but how do you keep going on? How do you keep pushing through? For me, um, my goal during that hard time, my goal was just to survive. A lot of people giving up or they cannot make it because the sickness is just too much and there's nothing to help them. So they, they die from sickness. And I almost die many times, but I was keep, keep hoping that soon, someday soon, I keep hoping one day at a time, the next day, the next day. So finally, after four years, 
I make it out. I had to escape. I, <clears throat> I escaped out of the captivity. So mm. that was life threatening, but I had to do it. Otherwise I would not find freedom again. Yeah. yeah. But uh, to, mm. your, to answer your question, how did I push, push myself through after going through all this tragedy? You know, I was, I was so grateful that I survived. Yeah. I appreciate what I have. That is life, my life. And another thing that I'm grateful for is my love for my family. My love for them, me alive. I, I didn't want to give up. I just want to keep on, keep, keep moving on. So finally, I was able to escape and I was able to uh, go back to my hometown and search for them. And finally, I found them. And they thought that, they thought that I was dead because the country was liberated four months before I got, before I escaped. Four months. And I was in the darkness. If I did not escape, I was probably still in the jungle. Wow. But, um, <sighs> but Go ahead, I was, Vanessa. I, Yes, yes, ask, ask me anything. Um, whatever you, how did you come up with your plan to escape and where were you able to go to afterwards that you knew it was a safe haven and not someone who was going to take you back to the camp? Well, um, I have no idea. Uh, um, I have no idea. It's, um, we just, I get a three close friends to ask them to see if they are willing to escape with me. And all the three of them say yes. So that was my support, my support system because mm -hmm. I was very frail. Mm -hmm. I was, I was just skin and bone and I, I don't have enough strength to go out by myself. So I ask for help and they are willing to go with me. And it's a good thing because if they didn't come out with me, they're probably still in the jungle. Oh, oh, oh. But, but we had to take a risk. Some, sometime if you don't see a way out mm -hmm. and you know what you want, in my case, I want freedom. I want my family. So at one point, I had to do something. If not, I will probably die without reaching my purpose. Wow. That's just, just amazing. Oh, yeah. Just amazing. So what, if you will, what led you to write your book? Well, after many years of being quiet, 
trying to hear. I'm, I was trying to hear myself now to remember all the bad things that happened. So finally, after 30 years, after 30 years of being quiet, some close friend asked me to speak to the group. Mm-hmm. That's before, before my book come out. And just to share my story, I was, yeah. I, my English was still broken, but I'm telling my story anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, during my storytelling time, I touch a lot of life. Uh, there's one one lady, she cried, and I found out later that she, she lost one of her child through a suicide. Mm. So from that one incident, I realized that maybe my story can help people that are so desperate, that are so hopeless to mm. take their own life. So that's, that's my naive thought. I said, I, I just want to share my story. Maybe it helped encourage them. And, and what's, tell everyone the, the name of your book as well. The name of my book is called How I Survived the Killing Fields. So this is, this is my book. So can you see? Yes, yes. Yeah, How I Survived the Killing Fields. And I have to say, from what you have shared with us, it reflects on the importance of survival, love, and family. Because you endured so much. Your family endured so much, but all of you survived. You know, you you did not give up. And... And it helps us to try to also see um, how grateful we should be in the country that we do live in. We may not have everything we want, but we have what we need. And that's life, freedom, and family. So that's very... Yes, that, that is so true. If we look for the good thing, Mm-hmm. Out, of, out of the dirty, out of the madness and everything, we will find some goodness. Just focus on the goodness that we have. Thank you. And, and that in itself is definitely um, something that we all need to hear, is to focus on the good. Yes. Mm-hmm. We, we are not like, like the bad thing that happened to us. But we, we remember as an experience. Mm. Experience it. It's the past. Yes, we did it. And, and we will feel, I feel stronger by knowing that I overcame it. Yeah. I, I came through. So when you are going through a very challenging situation, just mm-hmm. hold on, hold on to your hope. Mm-hmm. Hope is the only thing that you have when, when you are going through hard times. 
if we ever give up hope, there will no no more hope. Once you give up, it's gone. So true. Yeah. So very true. So when we have hope and coupled with faith, faith is believe that it's going to be better. Yeah. Going to be better. And you will make it. So hope, faith, and love, those three work together so well. We cannot ignore one or another. Yeah. One, if you have only one, it still helps you a lot. But if you have all three, it's so mm. powerful. Where can um, our watchers and listeners um, purchase your book? They can purchase through my website. My website is sarahm.com, just my first name and last name. Just spell S A R A I M.com. Slash book. You just go to the book section and you will find it. And we'll make sure we post your information so everyone that um, is interested can definitely get a copy of your book, hear more about your story, and thank you for being a survivor. Thank you for being here with us, sharing, because um, very powerful, very powerful. Thank you so very much. So um, I mentioned a little bit about my speaking. Mm -hmm. English is not my first language, but I still believe I have a, mes a message to share. Mm -hmm. So if our audience have an occasion that you have a big event, that doesn't have to be a huge event gathering and you need somebody to inspire your audience your group reach out to me you you can find me on my website sarahm.com thank you very very touching very touching thank you for having me oh you're so welcome thank you for agreeing to be with us thank you so much sarah you're welcome. Those of you who are watching and listening, please don't forget to follow us on our social media pages. And also, please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button as we don't want you to miss out on our wonderful guests or great topics. We want to thank you all for tuning in and we will talk to you later. Bye.